This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Moss, and welcome back to The Infinite Game with Simon Sinek. And as I've mentioned before, we are running a side project at Seed Planning Group at the same time that we're recording this season, where we are actually going through a Just Cause project, where we are trying to take what we have normally positioned our firm from, which is my why, why you know, my fire, my drive, and why we want to do what we want to do to a just cause where it's not about whether or not you've walked in my shoes. It's about where we're actually going. So it's not about the past. It's more about the future. Um, and I wanted to bring some of the lessons and challenges and, and internal discussion forward because we kind of left off the last episode with a project or some advice on maybe how to start sifting through and figuring out what your just cause was. And we've started the project. We've got about 10 members in the project group. And at first it sounds really easy. It's a pretty easy concept. Just write down your vision statement, your mission statement, your elevator speech, whatever you want to call it, whatever the consultants I'll tell you, you should do, right? They come in and let's, let's talk about your mission, your vision, or your elevator speech and what you tell people you do. And, you know, you should be able to, kind of rig that up so it sounds really good and, and it gets people excited and it makes you look really good. Um, Simon talks about five principles. Remember from our last episode, to qualify as a just cause, your cause has to be for something. It has to be inclusive, service-oriented, resilient, and idealistic. And it, if it doesn't have any one of those five principles, it's an imposter club. Um, I keep saying imposter clause. It's an imposter cause. Um, basically, we go from being just to being imposter. And I think it's really easy to fall in that imposter area. And, and I think if you have an imposter cause, you probably have friction within the business where things aren't lining up with necessarily where you want to be going all the time. And it's probably because you don't quite have this right. But there's an, another criteria as well that I think makes this even more difficult because we came up with a lot of statements. Remember, I, I asked all of our uh, team members to go out and make a statement for basically how they would explain what we're all about to different people in their lives, to family members, to friends, to colleagues, to potential colleagues, to clients, to potential clients, all that kind of stuff. So let's make let's make a statement for each one. And then I had them take those statements, basically six different statements or so. And I had them boil them down to just one statement. So I ended up with 10 different statements or so um, about how we would express what we do um, or describe what's so great about our business. And we then went in and we looked at, okay, how does each one of these statements match up with the five principles? And some of them, one or two of them actually passed all of the principles. Now we looked at them and we said, you know, maybe they could be more clear. Maybe we could look at some of the words that we're using, but pretty much these, these passed those five principles. But there was one more criteria that Simon talked about, or a whole bunch of it. It's actually a list of criteria. Basically what a just cause is not that we needed to somehow scrub against these. And so we took all those criteria, we put them in an Excel spreadsheet, and we put a red box around it. So this turned into the red box test. And the point is, is after you get done, you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, I've passed the five principles. 
we're for something, we're inclusive, service-oriented, resilient, and idealistic, does it also pass the red box test? Is there anything that automatically disqualifies it from being a just cause or, or being creates it into the category of imposter um, cause? And this was difficult, man. We had these 10 statements. Everybody took a lot of time to write and really thinking about them and not a single one passed. Either they failed one of the principles or at least one of the principles or they bombed on the red box test. And the, But the neat thing was is everybody on this project team actually really bought into the fact that, yeah, we got some some room to grow in this. We got some things to think about. We need to push the boundaries a little bit more in this and how we're seeing the world around us. And so everybody was critiquing their own, critiquing each other's very, very good conversation and discussion, a lot of spark going on there. And that was really, really neat. And so um, we're working our way through this in real time. And we're at the step right now where we just failed out all of our initial statements that we would have kind of, if, if I were to pull everybody and say, you know, how would you explain a just cause for us? And so the question is, what's in the red box? How did we fail everybody? Well, in this red box um, is a list of stuff. So if you've read the book, you know where I'm going with this. But there's a list of stuff that Simon says, absolutely, 100%, imposter cause, immediate, you know, failure, boom, you're not there yet. And these are all good things, though. I mean, growth is good. Winning's good. Being the best is good. Moonshots are good. Virtues are good. But not in the context when you're trying to create a guiding star for people. So let's start with it. Let's go down through what's in this, in, in this red box test. Virtues. They live in the box. And we've done a lot of work on virtues. We've talked a lot about how virtues are actually actions. They're kind of how we build our character. But that's not where we're going. That's what we're doing along the way. And then you have moonshots and BHAGs, BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. These are motivation tools to, to, to take employees who otherwise don't buy into your vision, where you're actually going, and try to motivate them to move forward. These are not the just cause because moonshots and BHAGs are actually finite in nature. They define a place where you're going to be. Well, once you're there, then what do you do? So it automatically fails the test. Um, being the best. And we talked about this in previous episodes, so we're going to move on. Providing great value. And th this is like no shit. Like, think about any company that you respect. Do they have, when you walk in the, their office or their building or you go online on their website, do they have a sign that says, we don't care about providing value to you? No, they, every single one of them says, we want to provide great value. So great value belongs to everybody. That's that's everybody's mission um, if they're going to be around for any length of time. So it can't just be your, you can't take that and say, this is my mission. You know, this is, this is where everybody who follows me is going. Because basically, you have the same problem you have with growth for growth's sake. It'll just be burnout. Don't know why I'm doing it. I don't know, I don't know when we're there. I, I don't know really what the point is for or anything. Just, I'm going to grow because I need to grow. Growth needs to be a byproduct of the pursuit. Not the pursuit itself. I need to grow. The business needs to grow in order to get closer to our cause. In order to chase that cause. 
Uh, corporate social responsibility, again, similar to virtue, that's an action. You know, that's like the character of your business. We want to be great corporate citizens. And the reason why we want to do that is because it provides a more vibrant community. So you can do that, but it's fairly easily to, easy to attain. So once you're there, then what do you do? How do you define it any further? You're done. Uh, winning. Well, to win is finite. It's in its very nature. Winning means the game's over. You won. So then you can say, well, we were going to win every time. Well, that's growth for growth's sake. It's not every time that you need to win. What do you do then when you lose? Plus, how do you define a win? Are you, is your, is everybody on the team growing in skills and talents and roles and capabilities and that kind of stuff? Is the team becoming more dynamic or is it just we're leaning on one horse to win the race? all the time, every time, until they burn out, they break. And then, oh, now we all lose all the time. Um, and is a win a win? For instance, if you cheat and you win, is that the same as winning? I'll leave you with that conundrum. Um, so that's what's in the red box test. And uh, uh, again, that's if you fail the red box test, it's an imposter cause. And that's the challenge. It's easy to fail the red box test. Um, so when I think about where we are in our project, I, I have a really solid idea of where this is going. I, I have a pretty good idea of where this is going to come out at the end. Um, and I'm watching how the team members are are interacting with it. And they seem to be headed in this direction together where they're sorting through they're trying to, it's like, it's like, I explain it like a baby learning how to talk. It's a bunch of goo goo gaga right now. Everybody's throwing out words, but nobody's forming a sentence that means anything yet. And so we're trying to figure out what is this word or phrase or sentence that is actually worthy of representing the collective passion, drive, ambition, love, talent, skills, hard work, hope, will, all the other resources. What is it that describes all of that? And just the process of going through this is sparking some really amazing, amazing discussions. So in trying to explain what this Just Cause project is all about, because I've had to think about that too. How do you know when you get there? Well, because it's like the guiding star. It's that thing that is so much greater than you. It's so far out of your reach. But it helps you and every person who follows you navigate through the good and the bad times, the known and the unknown. The darkest nights, it's still there. The brightest days, you could still see it. It's the star that's going to be there long after I am dust. It's going to still be guiding. It's going to still show the way to anybody else who wanted to follow. So, I don't know. It does sound a little bit idealistic. But I think that is actually the point.